Hello everyone and welcome to season one part two of Snatched, a Gay Times original podcast. Each week we'll be discussing all things Drag Race related, spilling the tea on some of the most iconic moments throughout history and hearing from some of the most legendary past contestants. For those of you who have been listening to Snatched, you'll know by now that my name is Sam Dampshness and I am the associate editor of Gay Times and I'm also joined by... Oh. I don't think I need any introduction at this stage. <laughs> well, that breathtaking voice is our very own fashion queen, Umar Sawa, who is the fashion editor at Gay Times. I mean, when it comes to the world of drag, the conversation never stops. The teapot is always brewing and stewing, bing, bang, bonging, and I'm excited to look back at some chaotic moments. You know me, I love the chaos, the drama, the conflama, I mean... Well, what are we waiting for? Uma, are you ready to sing sang song? I'm ready to ding dang dog, I'm ready. I'm ready! On this week's episode, we will be reflecting on another one of Drag Race's staple maxi challenge, the RuPaul Rumixes. Uma, are you a fan of these? I love a Rumix, mm. I do. Yeah, I mean, before we had the RuPaul remixes, you know, pre-season nine, it was more of a music video moment, right? Where the finalists had to star in a video to one of RuPaul's tracks. We also had some dramatic acting scenes, including uh, Mamaru slapping the shit out of oh, Jujube, Tyra and Raven. <laughs> was that Jealous of My Boogie? Yeah. yeah I, love I love that one. Yeah, that was good. And there was also some random bits and bobs, weren't there, with the top four of season six getting down on all fours and barking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was entertaining. But do you think it's changed for the better? I do. Besides from the jealous from my boogie slapping moment, I mean, they were fun, but they were very chaotic and messy. Um, <laughs> especially like the Pearl and Ginger Minge and Violet Charchki one. That comes to my mind. It just felt a bit like chaotic and messy. But I think with the remix, it allows each queen to kind of have their moment to really shine and I love to see it. What about you? Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Love the musical moment. It's become standard for Dry Race now, isn't it? We wait every year to see what kind of lyrics are gonna, they're gonna concoct. And I'm ex- I get so excited And also I feel it. like, no shade to RuPaul, but RuPaul's level of music output has got better over the years. Yeah. So the songs are better. Whereas before they were just a bit more Mm, average um now i think they're actually quite like they're like sassy and like cunty and they bring the heat so i i like it much more now that rupaul has got better production yeah i mean speaking of sassy and cunty so the first official rupaul <laughs> remix was read you wrote you i mean Ooh. not only was this a perfect song to do as it has an infectious club beat and it's Ooh. bitchy as hell but all four contestants Alaska Detox Katya Roxy delivered fan-fucking-tastic lyrics I mean what a way to start the Rumix era that we're in now right they birthed they birthed it like it was just oh it, I can't even speak about it it was just so good <laughs> on all levels and even though Roxy Andrews is dragged to Helen back for her verse I mean giving it a re-listen or two it I mean, I'm here for her verse too. Don't even get me started. I personally think that Roxy Andrews' verse should be 
studied in schools, implemented into the <laughs> curriculum. I think we should get a national bank holiday. Am I right or am I, I right? I am there with you <laughs> because I feel like she gave a different tempo when she was like, oh, I can't even do my impression of it. Which was like, and I'm gonna, gonna show, show you. you. Also, they did her dirty in that bit, though. You know, because, like, where was the editing? Where was the autotune? It was so, like, rough. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> like, I think it's iconic, but I think that, that there needs to be some autotune. Yeah, but she looked phenomenal in that new oh. bodysuit. I mean, yeah. I think that was just a, a perfect entryway into the remixes. And I think because that was so iconic they just had to carry it through for the next seasons yeah to me i think read you wrote you is by far the catchiest song that's been done in these rupaul remixes and that's why it's so successful in my opinion do you think it's important for the song to be catchy beforehand for it to be a success yeah absolutely um Mm -hmm. when we get to our top five i think it starts with the base material because if you think about all stars five i don't know what song that was it wasn't upbeat it wasn't bouncy it was very like sl- all stars five was clapback and i thought you liked that one. Oh no what one am i yeah. talking about so all the monet the monet was- trinity one yeah that was a really down tempo one wasn't it it was super queen that one yeah that wasn't it for me honey and also <laughs> um what was the 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 mirror looking in the mirror? Was that a remix? What is that the losing is the new winning? What would yeah, you that Crystal? wasn't yeah. it for me either. Mm. It has to be upbeat. It has to be. It has to be just like fast pop, a little bit of rap. It has to just have that energy to it. Otherwise, I'm just not interested. If the right, this is my personal opinion, right? But if the song isn't catchy, I just can't appreciate the lyrics. Which is why I think there's been so many songs throughout history where I've gotten older and I've, I've realised, that's what they're saying? Like, Jesus Christ, bewitch say la vie. That was really raunchy. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, are you a melody first person or a lyrics first person? Like, which one do you gravitate towards? Ooh. I mean, you're really deconstructing music. <laughs> I don't fuck as about. A, come on, as come a on, construct. Uma. Wow. <laughs> well, the beat drops first, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. if you think about Read You, Write You, it's like the dum, 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 look at here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do that, do that for me one more time. Do that for me one more time. It goes, dum, 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 look at here. <laughs> you got the sound by whatever. Um, <laughs> I think the beat drops and it's the, even clap back, kitty girl where it's like, in the heat, in the heat. <laughs> well, um, she's a vocalist this week. Oh my God. Huh? Even America is like, I am, I. <laughs> oh my God, I wow. feel like a robot. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's all about the beat, the tempo, stirring the crowd up, and then I think the lyrics play into it, I think. I sing songs all the time without realising what the fuck they're about, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah, no, I, I I need the melody to be good first. I think the lyrics come second, in my opinion. Um. Sorry, I don't, if that makes me not very deep or interesting, I'm sorry, but I like the beat. I like the guitar. No, I, honey, I mean, that discussion point was very deep. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm on the committee of the Grammy Awards or something. <laughs> like, 
We <laughs> we're, we're studying night for no. I like it. All right, well then, speaking of the Grammy Awards then, who do you think out of all the queens and all the remixes delivered the most iconic lyrics? Who do you think was worthy of getting up there and, you know, accepting an award for Songwriter of the Year or Record of the Year? Who do you think did the best? Other than Roxy Andrews. Oh, is that your final answer, Roxy Andrews? That is my final answer. Oh. I mean, it was just, like, you, you don't get more iconic than that. Like, you know what I said earlier about studying it in schools? They are doing LGBT history lessons in schools soon. And I think there should be one whole chapter dedicated to I am Roxy Andrews. And I'm here to make it clear. Well, in that... <laughs> That's why you brought me here. <laughs> um, well, on that performance, wasn't she, like, tapping on all the books? She was, like, yeah. tapping the books. So yeah. Also, why was she wearing... I, I mean, I loved what she wore in that. That performance, you know, the nude bodysuit. But why was she wearing that when everyone else was in black? That's my, like, only gripe with the whole performance. But then, why was Alaska blue? She's an alien from Glamtron. That's, that's oh. Alaska's gig, you know? Oh, um, okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I She stood out. She stood out as, like, yeah, the yeah, ringleader. Yeah. When, like, thinking about that performance gives me goosebumps and getting all excited. Yeah. Maybe she just wanted to look fish. Okay, well then tell me, who do you think, besides Roxy Andrew, gave the best lyrics? I think Aquaria and Eureka in okay. American. I think those two verses are quite memorable when Eureka's like, Eureka, you bound it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or she's like, I'm the elephant queen, what are you going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I think American lyrics and I think Kitty Girl lyrics, I think they're my two favourites. Yeah. Trixie's lyrics were actually quite good when she was like, stepping out the backs like I'm Shangela, long legs like yeah. Tarantula. Come and get a girl, I can handle you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to give a special shout out to Akira. Her, where is the body? I didn't find that funny or anything at first, right? I know we have spoken about One Division a lot, but I saw the meme on Twitter a few weeks ago. Obviously, it was like Wanda when she's looking for Vision, and it was that meme like, where is the body? <laughs> And I just, I just love it now. <laughs> to be honest, out of that season 11, what song did they do? What was it called? Was it Queens Everywhere? All I remember is Silky Nash <laughs> charging out of the toilet cubicle <laughs> and pushing people literally away from her. <laughs> and then, <laughs> isn't there a scene where she does like a death drop and they're trying to... <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to pull it back. Oh my god, no. It was just yeah. messy, but so memorable for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That season 11 one was really good. Do you know, you had Brooklyn Heights doing her ballerina thingy-majiggy. Yeah. You had Silky with that death... I'm not even sure if we can call it a death drop. I, I, th I think they need to give another name for it. <laughs> We're Akira with, where is the body? And we had Evie embracing her in a stick insect as she was going backwards on the stage. Like, it was actually a really good one. Yeah. And the song was like, how did it go? It was like, don't, 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 don't. Oh, okay. I think that was good. And then you had Vanjie as well. Oh my God. I just completely forgot Vanjie was in that whole thing. Yeah. What a criminal offense. I thought that was a funny one. Yeah, I think. But it's not good enough to be in my top five. Well, no, it's not in our top five. We'll tell you that, listeners, before we get to that bit. Ooh. It's not in our top five. 
Okay, so then out of all the queens who have participated in the RuPaul remixes, who gave the best individual performance? Not just lyrics. I mean, lyrics, performance, look, everything. Ooh. I have two. I'll, I'll tell you number one first. I think it's Slay Coulee. I mean, that choreo, that ensemble, mm -hmm. that rapping, she snatched my motherfucking edges. That was brilliant. Which one? The one in season nine or All Stars? Oh, yeah, sorry. I should have clarified. Yeah, season nine for category is. Ooh. That was brilliant. Her lyrics. When you give Shea Coulee choreo, she will knock it out of the fucking park. She was on that stage with Peppermint, Sasha Vlaw, and Trinity, the Tuck. I love them all, but she clearly conquered over them. Yeah. Also, Shangela for Kitty Girl. Oh. Oh, it's just so good. Do you know what? Rewatching Shangela in Kitty Girl. The thing is, I'm going to have to play you the video and pause it minute by minute to explain this. But there's something about her movement and choreography that's very Gaga-esque. I can't put my finger on it, mm. but just the way she's like sinking into the choreography, lip syncing, the hair flip. It just took me yeah. back to like fame monster Gaga. And when I saw that, I agree. It's proof that Shangela is an all-star. Yeah. I just love the lyrics as well. Work my way, paid my dues, and I got the whole world screaming. Hallelujah! I love it. It's so good. So good. So tell me, who's your favourite individual performance? I love Katya. Yeah. Not to yeah. keep talking about Reggie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when she's like, Zama lost my border, but your dad. What? I can't, God, I can't <laughs> speak Russian. That? <laughs> but I just, that was not even an answer. That was gobbledygook. But your dad just calls me Uma. <laughs> No, Umani, oh, actually. Marnie. Yeah, Umani, well, yeah. not to offend. No, I think in terms of her lyrics, she was bendy as well with her splits and kicks. And I think, look why she did it for me as well. So I think Katya... Wait there, before before you go on, can you just do that Katya, Katarina bit again for me? Katya Zamaloshka, but your dad calls me Katya. <laughs> no, that's not funny because she did it right. <laughs> Well, no, no, you actually didn't get her name. It's Katerina Petrova Zamolochikova. Oh, my. Okay, Russia. I'm part Russian. You know this. Oh, my God. No, you're not. You're not Russian. I told you already. I'm part Russian and Turkish and Iranian. I've got all those bits and bobs in me. How could you oh forget? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, gonna... We're going to fight after this podcast. Yeah. We're going to fight. I think, for me, Katya did the dancing, and I think, again, Eureka, Aquaria, they had the full package in my eyes. I think we're in agreement for once. We like what we like. Okay, it's time for a listicle. Umar and I came to an agreement on the top five RuPaul remixes. Expect some sound effects and some Grammy Award-worthy vocals. Five. Clap back. Ooh, clap back. Ba -ba -da -ba -da -bum. Okay. I love clap back. I think in terms of catchiness, sassiness, it felt like a punch kind of thing. Like we're going into drag war. And I really enjoyed that. Ooh. I liked the fact that all the queens that were eliminated came back for the final clap back. <laughs> clap back. Yeah, no, I, re yeah, I like this one as well. I like that the queens came back because it feels dramatic and like Avengers yeah. kind of. I I've made that comparison in the past, but it just feels like, you know, when they all come back. I love Shea Coulee in this. I think she was my standout again. B's vocals are amazing. Miss Cracker pulled out some stunts that I didn't realise that she could do in that mm. pink frock. Gorgeous. Love the song. Catchy. Also, Shay's cartwheel over the dancer's head. I mean. 
beautifully oh. executed. And I mean, the pit stop dancers outfits and the leather underwear. I was here for that as well, you know what I mean? You best believe, Umar, after every single one of these group performances, I get on the Reddits, right? And I see if any of those drag detectives have done some, you know, digging to see who these dancers are. Oh, girl. I know all their Instagrams. I've been looking at them all. Especially for our next category. Four. Category is... So category is, for this one, I feel like every single queen pulled it off. Shay, Trinity, Peppermint and Sasha. And they all gave very different performances. They had big boots to fill after Reggie wrote you. And while I'm not quite sure they got there, it was very entertaining from start to finish. I agree. Big boots to fill. Don't think they filled them quite to the top. No. I mean, I think we had Sasha Velour give very intelligent lyrics about being fluid and bending gender and yeah. stuff and obviously that's been a theme that's kind of gone on in a lot of musicals with Bimini and stuff so I think Sasha really fronted that intelligent lyrical moment and I think Peppermint was sassy yeah I love Peppermint's P-E-P-P-E-R you know the rest bitch and when Trinity comes in like the body is here <laughs> But I think what was really interesting to give Category Is Queens credit, from Reggie Wrote You to Category Is, it felt like the choreography was on steroids. Reggie Wrote You was good, but now you're going to have to, like, dance. You need to do twirls. And then as each queen finished their verse, they had, like, a 30-second dance performance before the new queen comes. So, I mean... Looking back, credit where credit is due because those four queens really did the damn yes, thing. And Shakula came to slay. She always slays. She always. I mean, when she was waving that baseball bat, I was like, okay, okay, Shay, I see you. Yeah, I loved it. I think her lyrics were smart as well. Something about blah, 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 like Tina did Ike. You know, that lyric was mm. really cool. And like I said, when you give her choreo, she, oh, she just pulls it off every single time. It's just, she's reliable. She is reliable. She is trusted. Three, American. Oh, right. We spoke about it a bit before. I mean, I'm the elephant queen. I still burst that out in random occasions. (laughs) I love Aquarius' look. And when she was like, number one show stop in here for your dear light. No. I mean, that was the most deadpan Yeah, I was going to say, Umar, do that again for me with oomph this time, please. (laughs) Do it now. Um, She goes, life, liberty and me, serving looks and dressed to the night. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, you gave me nothing then until those last two words. (laughs) Come on. Oh, my God. Well, that's the thing. It's called auto-tune, okay? Um, um, I think even Cameron Michaels, I think she made a couple of judges tear up with her lyrics or something. Because they found it really emotional. Right, so uh, her, her lyrics were really pa- like powerful and, you know, gorge. She says, we fought for our right to love and be who we be. But I'm not crazy on that, on that, <laughs> on that line, to be honest. I don't like the whole, we be who we be. Like, be, come on, nah. smile with something. I'll do something smart. She was giving a positive yeah. message, so we can't rain yeah, on the yeah, parade. Yeah, but um, I'm, I agree with you. I think out of all four, she was met. But Asia was great as well, where she was like, I don't know what she said, <laughs> but it just looked like a visual, <laughs> it looked like a visual 
spectacular moment and I love the song I am American American so yeah love that for you vouched for American in this top five I mean I do like it I personally wouldn't put number three because I don't like the actual song <laughs> sorry RuPaul <gasps> sorry Americans no I, I, yeah I don't think it's I don't think it's that catchy to be honest Read You Wrote You I listened to a lot but American was like the first RuPaul song that I actually played a lot Willingly, so oh, okay, I'm American and you're American, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you summed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Two Kitty Girl, right now, Kitty Girl, this is what I'm talking about. Now, this is a catchy song, all right? Now, this, hey, Kitty Girl, it's your world. Go on, sing the next bit, do it for me. Go on. Oh, when you walk one. the no. street, step into the beat. Into the hey, Kitty Girl, um, I love this. I, lo- I love this one. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> all four of these contestants, right? I mean, I'm not saying all of them were 10 out of 10, but they they brought it. Kennedy Davenport brought us the stunts, the flips. Shangela brought the fierceness, Trixie the comedy, and Bibi was just iconic. She was iconic. <laughs> and we, we have to talk about her flip at the end, right? Oh my god, bless <laughs> her. I mean... <laughs> But the thing is with BB, it's something you would do, wouldn't it? <laughs> you more like. I think I could dance better than you. No, no I feel like I would be flipped up <laughs> like butter. I'll be flipped up like a pancake. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> um, no, I'm only teasing. Um, I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> the thing is with the BB thing, I think it was the first time ever where like. Obviously, the rehearsals are dramatised. of like, oh my God, the girl, the girls can't pick up the steps. Are they going to mm. fail? But I think that was the first time when the rehearsals really manifested to the main stage. And and BB was like, no, I'm being serious. I can't do this move. <laughs> but do you know what? She is she is BB Zahara Bonet, all right? She can ratatatatata anything. She can flop and she will, she will look iconic doing it, all right? She is America's first drag superstar, all right? Oh, I love, I love, love me some BB Zahara Bonet. <laughs> I'm pussy, pussy. bitch. Um, I love this. <laughs> I love, and also to give it up to All Stars Three, we had such amazing musical moments from like drag up drag your up life. Um, oh, is drag? No, drag wasn't a um, a remix. It was an actual song original. But I think I agree. Kitty Girl was just ugh, perfection, and the way. They prefaced it. It was like, it's going to be all done in one take, right? So for them to, like, from Kennedy being dragged out the truck, Shangela being wheeled on some boxes, and it was just, the whole thing being done in one take, it was like, it was like a Hollywood blockbuster or something. Yeah, also shout out to Michelle Visage's hand movements in that performance. I mean, she gave it a roll. Oh, Michelle. She... (laughs) I mean, Michelle, Michelle Visage, she... One, read you, wrote you. I mean, are we shocked? Are we surprised? No. Are we even gagged? No, we are not gagged. I mean, we are still gagged years later, looking at this performance. But no, we are not surprised it's in the top spot. I mean, will it ever get usurped? I don't think so, honey, because this was the benchmark. Yeah. This is the one that started it all. And... Without Read You Wrote You, we would not have had any categories, American, Kitty Girl, Clap Back, 
None of yeah. it. None of it would have existed. We would have been stuck in the dark ages of Jealous of My Boogie and RuPaul slapping Juju B. <laughs> like, that is where we would still be yeah. sitting. Well, Alaska gave us lyrics and Smurf Eleganza, which was iconic. And then we had Detox with the... Like, she was a rapstress, right? She was a rap... <gasps> Detox with a slow verse. I'm going to speed it up. Something... Shut it down first. Yes, yes. Um, so why did she yeah. say that? I ain't the best, but I ain't the worst. I mean, that's the... Only... <laughs> I don't really get that. <laughs> I don't really get that line. Uh... Oh my God, we love a song. Okay. <laughs> also, D to the E to the T to, to the, the O. D- X. X. Yeah, that was great. Naomi Campbell. So that was... That was a get. Yeah, and then Katya with her Russian bit, and then the splits, and the it's a rational herpes saw. I mean, it was just, it was like fierce and comedic at the same time. And then we have Roxy. Like we said, just I- iconic everywhere. So I just, I don't think you can beat this. I mean, I know a few weeks ago on a podcast, I said that I think UK Hun has, which isn't a RuPaul remix, that's why it's not in this podcast, has beaten Rijiroti, but I... Now that we talk about it, I think they are literally on the same level for me. Both iconic musical moments. But I think the edge on Reiji right here is it's always going to be shrouded in nostalgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always say, you remember where you were when Whitney Houston died and where you were when Reiji wrote you hit our that, screen. Yeah. It's one of those like pivotal pop culture moments. You remember what you were doing. That is exactly what they say. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Umar, may I ask that you halt for a second, please, as we do have an ad break. We'll be back right after this to chat with our special guest star, a queen who participated in one of the most iconic RuPaul remixes of all time. I'm very excited about this one. Did you know that Gay Times Plus members get more from the world of Gay Times? I did not. Tell me more. They enjoy the full, uncensored episodes of Snatched. I mean, us uncensored sounds like trouble, but let's go. We're adding more benefits all the time, and the memberships are available anywhere in the world. And we love an international hunt. So make sure you sign up and join our growing community of LGBTQ plus people just like you. Learn more and sign up at gaytimesplus.com. That's gaytimesplus.com. Click, click. We are back and I'm so excited to announce that our special guest star is D to the E to the T to the O to the whole day. X. And like Roxy Andrews, she's here to make it clear. Hi, Detox. Thank you for joining us today on Snatched. I have to say first, I'm Sam Dumptionist. And I'm here to make it clear that <laughs> Reggie wrote you as the best remix of all time, right? I mean, is it going to be anything else? I mean, I, I well, I feel like everything that they've done since Reggie wrote you has always tried. It's it's been you know <laughs> I, not a hit and a miss because a lot of them are very fun, but I think every, there's been they've been trying to recreate the magic of Reggie wrote you for so many years, and now it's kind of a staple. Like you'll see, you will see the top four do some kind of a big musical number re- remix. At the end of every season, everyone's looking forward to it. Everyone's excited about it. But I don't think anyone has... I mean, and that's just probably bipartisanism <laughs> of um, being proud of it. But I, I don't think that there has been something that's been as big of a cultural reset as Reju Radio. <laughs> and the funny thing is, out of all of the remixes that have followed, I think that Reju Radio has had probably the least amount of production value, right? Like it was... For sure. On, on the stage, you four were dancers... And it, it, it's still kind of like the the best. I mean, why do you think it has had so much impact? 
And at the time too, like we were like, this is very ambitious because you know they have like the production value. I mean, it's it was still a very well produced program at the time when we did that. But you know, it's it's been what five years now since five, well six years since we filmed it. So it's been it's been a minute, you know, which is kind of wild to think of. But I just think it, you know, it was such an incredible cast. It was a great moment. Like the whole All Stars two was was pretty pretty impeccable. So. I just think it was just a, an amalgamation of the great characters, our fun lyrics, our chemistry together as a group. Like it looked great. The choreography was amazing. Travis Wall's a genius. You know, it was it was just really, and it was the first time that we had seen anything like this until now on the show. So I think it was just something really exciting for everyone. Okay, please take me back to the moment that you, Alaska, Katya, and Roxy were sat there in a workroom, kind of figuring out your lyrics. Because I would say, out of all the remixes, your lyrics. Well, the whole team's lyrics were the most iconic, right? So when you were just sat there <laughs> writing them, like what was going through your heads? Well, we weren't writing like none of them. Were, none of us really wrote them together, so we were all like in our own little bubble. I think worried about us, but I also think that that's kind of the magic of it is because we are each of us are so aware of ourselves and so like we know who we are, we know what we do, we know where our strengths are, and we know the kind of queens that we are, you know, like we had like a really, really great grasp of who we are as not only like individuals, but as characters and as, and especially um, as drag race characters. So I think that that really helped all of us because, you know, we were so fine tuned into who we are that the lyrics just made sense for us. I think a lot of it has to come with the fact that we'd, we'd been around the block already. So we kind of knew what to expect. We kind of knew who, you know, it's all about, we're just old ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Old ladies in drag. And I think that's, you know, I think that that definitely gave us a little bit of a, a, a heads up in the competition, I think. Yeah. In the sense of, you know, remixes, <laughs> as it were. Yeah. And how did you feel when you heard Reggie wrote you for the first time? Okay, so when we first got, like, we all did our recordings and everything. And I think we got, I'm almost sure that we got a rough edit of the actual song that by the end of the day because we had to go into rehearsals the next day. You know, that filming, obviously it's TV magic, but when, you know, you film usually one episode in in a two-day span. But I think for the finale, since it was so big, I think we had maybe three or four days of preparation. Hmm. Um, We had like two days, and then we had a weekend before the actual filming of it. So we rehearsed all weekend. But I remember them giving us our little, our iPads back, our our little iPods with the song on it. We were all outside. It was at the time we all smoked. And we're all sitting around this like little picnic table on the outside of the set, smoking cigarettes, and they bring us our pot. And so we all put it in and listen to it at the same time, sitting together. And that to me was like, I'll never forget that moment because it was so special, like all of us hearing it for the first time. And like, you know, like I just had goosebumps actually thinking about it. Like Alaska's <laughs> verse comes on and we're all like, oh my God, this is so cute. And so you like everyone was just like cheering everyone out. And then of course Roxy's come on and we were like, we're all cracking up because it is, even though it's iconic, it is terrible. But we're, I remember like ripping my headphones out. Like the minute she goes, give me a summer challenge and I'll give you a challenge. I remember ripping my headphones out and being like, girl, this is the last challenge. Like, why are you asking for another challenge? This is it. This is it. And we're, we were just like cackling and smoking and cackling. I, and I will never forget that moment. It was it was so fun. We were we just knew it was special then. <laughs> oh, that makes me so, that makes me laugh so much because like Roxy's verse is so iconic. I actually think I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear is probably one of the most iconic lyrics in the history of of music. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. Pulitzer Prize winning. 
Oh God, you know what? One day I hope we see all four of you on the stage performing it. That'd be like the, the real gay Super Bowl. I mean, I, I mean, that's the real reunion of the Spice Girls to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then tell me what else do we not know about the whole journey behind Read You, Wrote You, whether that's in the workroom, on the stage, or just sitting there writing it. What didn't make the edit that you would have loved to, to have seen? Um, well, God, I don't know now because I haven't seen it in so long and it's been so long since I filmed it. But I mean, there's that really funny meme of, of Katya rehearsing and doing the choreography and then Alaska Talk sitting in the back. It wasn't like that. Like, we were all like, what? Like, people, it was definitely, we were like living. I remember, we had, of course, obviously watching it. Of course, it's intimidating because she's doing, like, none of us are bendy like that, but we were all like, oh my God, yes. And I was having an asthma attack. So that meme always cracks me up because I'm like, it makes us look like we're petrified, but really we were like fucking living. Yeah. But I remember Roxy like looking over at me and being like, girl, I ain't doing any of that. I'm like, me, the bitch. I'm not doing that shit. Let her go ahead and be a roly-poly string bean, stretch arm strong bitch. Do you think any other Rumix has actually come close? Or are there any you enjoy as much? I mean, I have to be honest, I don't I don't really listen to the music that comes out from the show. So I, it's hard for me to even really pinpoint. Oh, well, I guess it wouldn't be a remix. But the one that is in my head lately is, I mean, well, obviously, Bing Bang Bong. <laughs> I mean, I can't. And the fact that I even just said it right now, I'm so pissed yeah. at myself. Because anytime I see it or hear it, I'm like, I have to avoid it like the plague because it'll get stuck in my head all day. And then I also really loved... What was the what the latest one on season thirteen? The top four one was amazing. Got mix and and Samoans were incredible. But the one that always gets stuck in my head to like an earworm is Denali's verse from what is it? Phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Step phenomenon. Yeah. It step aside, it's girl Denali. <laughs> I get stuck <laughs> in my head all the time. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not really familiar. Don't hate me. I'm not really familiar with all the other works. <laughs> My final question for you then. So for contestants on Drag Race who are looking to kill the Rumix challenge, you know, if they make it that far, of course, what are your tips on how to kill it, on how to slay? Don't overthink it. Don't over-conceptualize it. And just be true to whoever you are. Be smart, be witty, be funny if you need to be, but don't be afraid to dumb it down. It doesn't have to be super overthought and over-conceptualized. Mm-hmm. Because then you have you run the risk of getting lost in translation. So just be bad, bitch, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what do you think of Detox's words? I mean, she clearly agrees with us that Reggie wrote you is the best remix of all time, right? I mean, <laughs> like-minded minds. We both agree. Our favorite line from Detox's verses. I met, where is it? I might not be the best, but I ain't the worst. I know. Oh, I wish <laughs> I spoke to her about that. I just completely blanked. Like when the the phone call ended, I was like, damn it! Like I should have said something. But do you know what? It's she she should have got a Grammy for that she verse anyway. It was still fantastic. She I mean, should have got the pink curse. And also Roxy Andrews. I mean Academy. I Award. think it's so I think it's <laughs> iconic that before it even was birthed into the universe and they were like powwowing behind the scenes i think it's funny to see that they even anticipated roxy andrews andrews's chaotic response to that um verse but yeah we agree it's the all-time fave flawless yeah 
Hopefully one day we will get to see those four queens performing it live on stage, the Super Bowl, the Academy Awards, somewhere, you know, that um, can oh. really appreciate their talents. If all four of them reunited, I think the world would stop. I think something, something revolutionary would happen. It's just four chaotic energies coming together. I think it'd be an iconic moment. Umar, at this point in the episode, I usually say our next week's episode, but uh, we are actually not going to be here <laughs> next week because this is the finale of season one. This is the finale. <laughs> um, I meet, well, since it is a finale, I feel like we should put it up to the listeners on who gets the crowd <laughs> between me and you. So I would love to hear that feedback. But why are you going to make it a competition? Ah, it's always a competition. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I totally have loved season one. And I think season two, after we awaken from our hiatus, I think season two is going to be quite a spicy affair. So listeners, we will be back in the summer for the sixth season of Drag Race All-Stars, which I'm so excited about. And even more exciting, me and Umar are probably going to be in the same room at the same time doing this. Umar, it's going to be chaos, right? I think something's going to happen. I mean, two queens go into the phone booth, only one of them comes out with the mic. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us for Snatch Season 1. Please let us know what you want to hear for Snatch Season 2, whether that's guest stars or topics. We'll be back this summer then. Thank you for joining. Uma, say goodbye. Goodbye, but not farewell. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Finally, make sure you check out Gay Times Plus, our membership platform for everyone in our community. And remember, you can find more information at gaytimesplus.com.